Alright, welcome to the Garver Show on a rainy, cold day in Philadelphia. Recording date is November 12th, but man, not even this day outside can bring down my spirits after watching week 10 of the NFL season. I had a beautiful fireside dinner with my girl Celia, but I watched some pretty incredible games during it, and we're going to get into all of that right now in today's episode of Around the NFL discussing what the heck just happened. I mean, just listen to the topics for today's show. The Seattle Seahawks beating the previously undefeated San Francisco 49ers last night on Monday Night Football. What an incredible game that was going down to the wire in overtime. The Vikings holding on in Arlington, Texas against the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night. The Cowboys dropped a 5-4 now. And then that's not all. We have to go in rapid fire. I mean, listen to some of the upsets this week, including Tennessee beating Kansas City and Miami winning another game against the Colts this time. Then we're going to be talking about your takes of the week from Instagram. I told you guys to leave a story reply with your take of the week, so some of them will be read on the show today. Let's start all of it right now. We start our attention on Monday Night Football where the Seattle Seahawks beat the San Francisco 49ers 27-24 in the final closing seconds of overtime. Take a listen courtesy of ESPN's Monday Night Football to the game-winning field goal. Jason Myers, does he have it in him again? And Seattle has done it in a classic. And San Francisco suffers their first loss. Russell Wilson put on that cape again. And the Seattle Seahawks, while still being second in the division, are still victorious. And they are eight wins tied with the San Francisco 49ers. What an amazing game on Monday Night Football. We were in for a treat. And my game ball goes to Jadavian Clowney. This performance was as good of an outing as you can have at the professional level. Listen. If you categorize his performance based by most quarterback pressures in a game this season, Clowney had 10 pressures last night against the 49ers. That's second, only trailing J.J. Watt this season, who had 11 against the Colts, who's now on IR, and T.J. Watt, the Watt brothers, who had 9 against Miami. So he's right in between the Watt brothers. What an amazing game by him. No pun intended there, of course. Russell Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo had similar stat lines. Russell Wilson, 232 yards, one touchdown, and one interception, as opposed to Garoppolo's 248 yards, one touchdown, and one interception. Similar they sound, while Wilson was far more superior and comfortable in the clutch. He went 3-for-3 for 15 yards on Seattle's final overtime drive to set up the game-winning kick. He also scrambled for a third-down conversion on an 18-yard pickup on that last drive. That was a sensational effort by him. Russell Wilson, man, did you see that scramble out of that third and two? I mean, that's unbelievable. And 
you know, the quarterbacks, you can be an old guy and an old head only one and say, you know, the pocket passers are the best type of quarterbacks. Well, guys like Russell Wilson and guys like Lamar Jackson and etc. continuously proves us wrong that the best type of quarterback is somebody who can run. I mean, Russell Wilson does it best. Russell Wilson runs when he needs to, and that's why it's so hard to game plan against him. Besides that, I know he had that one interception in overtime. It was underthrown, obviously. The 49ers could have closed out the game, but man, that botched field goal uh, for the kicker in place of Robbie Gold. That was a great game, and if the NFC Championship is anything like that game, if these are the two teams that are going to be in it, man, it's going to be a wild game. Uh, Great to see that rivalry finally renewed. Richard Sherman didn't have much to say after the game. Jimmy Garoppolo also didn't look quite comfortable. He looked a little uh, weary of the situation, and he looked like he didn't seize the moment that came with that Monday night atmosphere at home against a divisional rival. Essentially for, you know, staying on top of first place. But the Seattle Seahawks win, and that makes their division that much more interesting. The best division in football, I would say. So staying in the NFC playoff race, the Minnesota Vikings took on the Dallas Cowboys, and the Vikings won in Jerry's world. The Cowboys suffered a home loss, 28-24. Plenty of missed opportunities for Dallas. Here's what Jason Garrett had to say in his post-game press conference. Yeah, again, uh, you, you want to attack different ways. Uh, it's important for us to continue to try to run the ball. You know, in normal circumstances, you would think if we give it to Zeke a couple times, you know, second and inside of two yards, that we're going to make that we're going to make that that first down. Unfortunately, it didn't happen in this game, and uh, you know, we got to that fourth down situation, we couldn't convert. Yeah, I don't know if I buy that one. Uh, I don't know if I buy that one, Jason. And it's because Dak Prescott there had the hot hand on that second to last drive, obviously, when it was second and two. If they kept it in his throwing hand, I feel like the Cowboys could have maybe come away with a win there. Because honestly, right now, I don't know about Ezekiel Elliott in that game. I know it's important. I agree to run the football in scenarios where even if it doesn't make too much sense from a logistical standpoint, at least you're keeping the defense honest. And here it's one of those things where, hey, from a logistical standpoint, we've been stopped all day so does it make too much sense to run here probably not but we want to keep the defense honest at the same time though this is not like it was the first quarter okay if Dak Prescott threw for near 400 yards why are you taking him out of the play by giving it to Ezekiel Elliott who's been constantly stopped Ezekiel Elliott 20 attempts resulting in only 47 yards On the other side of the football, no one can seem to stop Dalvin Cook at all this season. 26 attempts for 97 yards and a touchdown. He was sensational. Dalvin Cook also is 1,415 yards from scrimmage this year through 10 games, which is the most in Vikings history. Now going back to the Cowboys, like we were talking about, Dak Prescott had the hot hand, as I mentioned, near 400 yards. He threw for 397, three touchdowns and only one interception. 
Not a bad game, honestly, and I'm an Eagles fan. But as we see, it takes more than a passing game to win against quality opponents in the National Football League, and the Cowboys needed that in their running game. It didn't show up, and look what happened. They lost. And only thing else I got to say is, how about them Cowboys? Yeah! Now that means it looks more and more like that December game in Philadelphia will likely count. I wouldn't be surprised if that will be flexed into a Sunday night game. Don't know what's happening that Sunday night. But both the Eagles and the Cowboys are 5-4. and four. The Cowboys obviously have a harder schedule coming up. Even though the Eagles' the next two games are not going to be easy against the Patriots and the Seahawks. But it's going to come down to that last game. And that last game, you better grab your popcorn. You better be in your sofa because it's going down at Lincoln Financial. All right, it's time we do Rapid Fire, which is a highly condensed version looking at several more games from this week. Let's get right into it. The first game is the Chiefs at the Titans. The Chiefs fall to the Titans 35-32. Derrick Henry has become the sixth player in Titans history with 10 touchdowns in two consecutive or more seasons. The Dolphins at the Colts. The Dolphins beat the Colts here. Brian Hoyer has now lost 10 consecutive games in which he has started. Next up, we have the Falcons at the Saints. The Falcons pull up the big upset here in New Orleans. Falcons beat the Saints in New Orleans 26-9. The Falcons defense had 6 sacks versus the Saints. That's opposed to 6 sacks in their last 7 games combined. The Rams at the Steelers. The Steelers beat the Rams in this one 17-12. Todd Gurley has fewer than 100 rushing yards in 8 consecutive games. That's the longest streak in a season since 2016. The Panthers at the Packers, nationally televised. Packers on top of the Panthers here, 24 to 16. This one was close as Christian McCaffrey could have ended the game with a possible touchdown and a two point conversion to send it into overtime. But the Packers won and they also won the turnover battle. They were two to zero in Carolina's five wins in perspective. The Panthers have had 17 takeaways, but only two out of their last four losses. So that turnover battle ratio is huge for the Panthers' success. And lastly, the Lions at the Bears. The Bears barely got any first downs in the first half and were still leading 7-6. The Bears edged the Staffordless Lions 20-13. The Lions had fewer than 100 rushing yards for the fifth straight game and that was seventh in their last nine games this season. Alright, finally, on my personal account, you guys left your takes of the week. I've had so many replies to that, about 70 to 80, so I narrowed it down. Let's get into it right now. The first one says, the Dolphins don't know how to tank properly, and it's embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah, it, it kind of is. I mean, that coaching staff is actually pretty bright, to be honest, in my opinion. Uh, that coaching staff for some years to come, it, it's going to be good when they actually have talent. But at the same time, yeah, you're right. You're not going to win anything this year. You might as well just keep losing and get that first overall pick. They don't know how to tank properly. You're right about that. The Cowboys go 9-7 and, and miss the playoffs. That's our second take. And 
Yeah, that's possible. I mean, I think either the Eagles or the Cowboys are going to miss the playoffs. It's not going to be both of them getting in. Right now, the wild card teams, the Seahawks are 8-2, and two, the Vikings are 7-3, and three, and in the hunt, if you consider right now Dallas to be the division leader, you have the Rams at 5-4, and four, the Eagles at 5-4, and four, and the Panthers at 5-4. and four. There's a lot of competition and meat in that NFC conference, and right now, I don't see both teams in the NFC East getting in the playoffs. The Ravens are a legitimate Super Bowl contender. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Absolutely. I mean, with Lamar Jackson playing the way he is, oh my god, amazing. I mean, did you see that spin move? That was crazy. All the way to the house for a touchdown. Nobody can do that in the NFL. Not even Russell Wilson. He plays like a running back, but this year he can actually throw. Did Zeke play shitty or did the Vikings defense play really good? Uh, It's probably better defense. I mean, I think the defense played really well. Look, it was probably a combination of both, but at the same time, we've seen Ezekiel Elliott against the Eagles, and we've seen him constantly tear apart our defense. We've seen him go through the defensive line, and once he gets through, we know that secondary is not stopping him. So I'm not going to say that any defense can do that to him. That was pretty impressive from the Vikings. The next one says the Giants are a disgrace. Yeah, I guess when you lose to the Jets, it can't get much worse. But at the same time, you do have a young quarterback. It can be much worse. You could still have Eli as your starter. (laughs) The Cowboys suck. Very beatable. Thanks. Yep, I I totally agree uh, on the very beatable part. I think they're a good team, but also one of these teams aren't making the playoffs. Who's played better this half of the season? Carson Wentz or Dak Prescott? Well, Dak Prescott has, I guess, more impressive, you know, numbers when you break it down and QBR-wise, he's higher. And I also think that really, you're really seeing a 2016 replica here because the Eagles didn't have too many great weapons for Carson Wentz and Dak Prescott had so many great weapons for the Dallas Cowboys and I think you're seeing the exact same thing right now I mean Carson Wentz right now doesn't have too many great weapons throwing wise and you know Dak Prescott does he he has Amari Cooper he has some other guys Witten's playing well I don't know how he continues to play that good I mean Jason Witten does anybody not know like on third down they're gonna pass to Witten he's been the biggest safety blanket in this league for years so probably on paper you would say Dak Prescott but I think Dak is well more equipped than Carson is right now. He has a better running back by far than the tandem they have here. I mean, Zeke is world-class in terms of being an NFL running back. And then you look at his receiving core, and it's better. I mean, Amari Cooper is playing better. Jason Witten is being more productive than our tight end sets. But it's true. It's crazy to say, and I don't even know, too, because like we just talked about, Jason Witten is old as hell. He's as old as his jersey number. But at the same time, the Eagles have a ton of problems, and Deshaun Jackson's not coming back because he's on IR. So they need to get things right. Right, especially if they want to make the playoffs. 
So guys, thank you. That's it for the episode of Around the NFL from the Garverora Show. Thank you all for tuning in. More episodes to come in the future, including a big interview coming up with somebody from the Los Angeles Clippers. Go check the story to see who that is. And I hope to see you guys here soon. Take care. Enjoy the weather outside. I hope it's better. When I started recording, it sucked. But going to the Sixers game now. So everybody have fun. Take care. Bye-bye.